Hi, hi, hi. Welcome to How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back? I'm your host, Rebecca Lee. And in this episode, I chat with comedian Kara Myers. We talk pretty in depth about this 11-year relationship she had and the ins and outs of it, um, dating a narcissist. We talk about over-sexualization in our society, love languages, and what sand work is, which I didn't know anything about until I chatted with Kara. So without further ado, this is How the Fuck Did You Bounce Back? with guest Kara Myers. Kara, thank you so wait it's not Kara right I, no 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 you're right it's Kara oh my I god do... I just had a momentary like oh my <laughs> no. fucking god have I been saying it wrong all of no. these I get anxious sometimes when people I have a really hard time correcting people and I don't know why because it's my name sure but for a very long time some of my friends called me Kara and I was just like, well, it's been far too long for me to say anything. And then somebody else came up to me and like, is your name Kara? Have I been calling you Kara this whole time? And I was like, no, you're right. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Like years into it, you're like, well, I can't go back now. I know. It's, I feel like after the second or third time, like I, I just, I, I can't. So I'm like, well. <laughs> I am Kara to you forever and uh, always until well, somebody else corrects you. If I'm ever there and it happens, I will do it for you because you. I'm a bitch and I'm not afraid to say you're wrong. That's not correct. <laughs> um, thanks for chatting with me. I'm very excited to talk to you. I know you're funny. I know you're great. I know you're beautiful, but I don't know the depths of your soul. Uh, so I'm excited to, to hear about whatever you have to share. Um, Let's just jump right in. I will ask Yay. the question I ask everybody to start off the episode. Is there a low point, a low season, a challenge that you have experienced in your life that you are most proud of overcoming? And can you share it with us? Yeah. Um, it's like a really like long story, but basically Great. like from 2018 to 2020, I finally... I went through a lot of ups and downs in this like very tumultuous 11 year will they or won't they uh, emotionally abusive relationship that I did not understand was emotionally abusive. And, but now I do. And I've been out of it for going on three years. And let me tell you, um, the moment I stopped in September of 2020, I never thought I'd get there, like to the moment where I like ended it. And I was like, I'll never go back. But it it's a wild ride. And I'm really proud of myself because for 11 years, I truly believed if I just loved him enough, it would work. Yeah. Ooh. Are you comfortable talking about I don't want to like re-traumatize you oh. in any way. Ugh, I'm traumatized all the time. Let's do it. <laughs> That's honestly the answer that I've gotten before. They're like, you can't traumatize me more than I am currently. Look at our world. I mean, honestly. And also, like, it feels... I work on it a lot in therapy because I I have not fully been able to really date since then because I everything is a trigger that I didn't realize and I'm like oh, well I why why would I try again I'm happy alone I got my cat look at her she's so cute I know I was gonna comment on it she's adorable um yeah I, 
Okay, I have so many questions. I'm going to ask this first one and then we'll go backwards. But have you done any like somatic body work at all in regards to like therapy or are you like sticking with like traditional talk therapy these days? Traditional talk therapy? What is the other therapy? So I'm only saying this because I discovered it recently and it's great if you have any sort of trauma. So we, you know, the mind-body connection is a very strong thing. We do a lot of talking about our feelings, which is wonderful. I can't see your face because your cat's covering it. And it's okay. It's okay. I enjoy that both views are <laughs> a-okay for me um but so we do a lot of talking about um our problems our past what we've been through our child self all of that and it's great and wonderful to intellectualize that and um move through those emotions but there's a lot of trauma stored in our body uh that doesn't get really tapped into so like somatic it's called like somatic therapy or body work or i did like mm-hmm. hypnotherapy the other day which oh. involved body work and it was so great uh so if you ever get the chance to do it I highly recommend I've only had one session so (laughs) what do I know but from talking to people it sounds like it's a really good added like added thing to therapy like a normal talk therapy thing oh that sounds interesting I mean honestly I'll try anything at this point because I've done I've gotten like I've gone like the crystal route trying to like do the like uh like Reiki stuff yeah, I've I've done like I'm trying to I've done cutting cord ceremonies. I oh, have sure. locked. I've done so much, and it feels like I am at a place where like I no longer want this person anywhere near me. I truly see them for the disgusting human that they are. But any time I even get close to being in like a romantic relationship again, everything that this man like said to me and made me feel, I'm just like, well, they all feel the same way, mm-hmm. clearly, and it's would be nice to not have that happen anymore yeah i know that it's been helpful for me to like do body work even you could even probably mention it to your regular therapist to be like uh i'm interested in doing like some sort of like somatic or body work or something because like someone mentioned it or whatever um because i was also in an abusive relationship um that was like a physical physically abusive emotional abusive yeah and um i would be triggered by everything like you're saying like people would speak louder than normal and i would be like holy shit i'm gonna yeah exactly yes, you know what i mean it's, it's truly like or someone just like re like has a reaction to something and i'm like oh, they hate me they're they're gonna punish me now and just all these things that like when you're conditioned in like it, it wasn't full 11 years like we're together it truly was a will they or won't they like coming in and out of my life as this person's wanted to do whenever they wanted to do. But like, it's the only like constant for 11 years. And, you know, you really learn how to like be loved by that. And it's, it fucks with you. It really does. Was this person like a narcissist or do we not categorize them? Absolutely. I think they're a narcissist and also they're bipolar and they're the type of narcissist that isn't like, they're the like, um, plays the victim type of narcissist can never uh, like take accountability. Oh, oh yeah. Have you ever read the book, um, My Dear Vanessa? No, I've never even heard of it. It is a modern retelling of Lolita, but like from her like oh her that side. Seems heavy. It was very heavy and disgusting and on a beautiful. I loved the book, but it is very very triggering. And I would say like it's books like that one and a few other ones that I've read that I was like, oh, 
I was in an emotionally abusive relationship yeah. where like that character, that man who took advantage of this like young woman, the just the way that he would speak about himself and speak about things after they would happen were truly, I felt like picked up and taken out of my life and written into this book. And so however you would categorize that man is how you would categorize this one. Okay. Okay. And do you like, do you, can you attribute it to anything child, like childhood related? You know, I, I really, I honestly don't know. Cause like, unfortunately and fortunately for me my dad is my favorite person so i don't have daddy issues he's always been there we love that yeah and like i think i think if anything it's like spending a life in like a bigger body and like being overly sexualized my entire life but never like sex i'm overly sexualized by most people that have ever met me but nobody ever wants to like outwardly date me so i have like it's like kernels of love that I'll take. And then I'm like, well, he's paying attention to me. So I have to, and this did start as like a two year, like we were like best friends mm. is how it started, which is then muddies all the waters. Cause you're like, but you were such a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When do you feel like you started being over sexualized? Oh, I've had the body of like a 30 year old woman since I was 12. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so you I just, think, like, developed earlier than your oh, classmates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I okay. had, like, a C cup in seventh grade. Yeah. I haven't – I actually haven't even thought about – because middle school is such a fucking clusterfuck. Like, no one <laughs> – you're, like, you, your boobs are too big. Your boobs are too small. You're too thin. You're too big. Yes. You know, it's just, like – Everything's wrong. <laughs> everything is wrong. Um, How did that impact you then, being over overly sexualized? <laughs> I like didn't realize what was happening to me because at one point it's like, well, I'm getting, I've, I've always been like a little boy crazy too. So at one point I'm like, oh, I'm getting the attention that I wanted, but it wasn't in the way that like my thin friends were getting. So, but like, I was too young to understand any of that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, even to this day, like in high school, like boys weren't, dying to date me but now so many of them are in my dms so it's like it just it feels like now they are yes Whoa. yeah it's weird it's 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 weird but then i and i it not until i moved to la did i really have like other fat female friends and so i didn't realize that like what i was going through is such a universal thing for like an attractive fat woman to go Mm -hmm. through and so I was like, oh, I'm not special. It's just the universal, like, fat woman life. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so in high school, okay, so I, I'm curious about where did you grow up? I grew up, I was born and raised in Chicago, and then my parents moved us to a suburb, like, 20 minutes northwest of the city. So the Chicago suburbs are, like, where I went to high school and all that. Okay, and what was your high school life like? Good, uh, bad, yeah, neither? Like, I feel like very similar to my life now. I had a lot of friends. I was an athlete also, which is crazy. If you look at me, you don't think so, but I was like a four-year varsity swimmer. Um, But I had like a lot of friends. I was like, quote unquote, popular. Okay, okay. Like, does that matter? I never, but 
the other thing is like our school was huge there were over 700 people in my graduating class Whoa. the bullying like wasn't really a thing like people weren't always nice but like nobody was like outwardly bullied or anything like that because it's just like oh we don't like each other i'll just like hang out with the next group right. i'll just ignore you and not I'm that so it was like the most loving place in the world it was a high school but like, sure sure but yeah that's interesting i thought my high school graduating class was like 500 and i thought that was big but 700 yeah. damn yeah it's big that's wild okay so you graduate high school and then then what do you do um i went to the university of iowa Ooh, yeah. what, did, what did you study? English, mm. as you do at the University as of you Iowa. you do, baby. That's incredible. Yeah, I, lo I, that, I like, loved college compared to, I didn't dislike high school, but like college, I felt like I like got to, I don't know, like I just became more of who I wanted to be. And uh, I think it made a lot of my friends in high school f feel weird because they were like, I've always been the friend that's like, I'll do whatever, I don't care. And then like, I got to college and I was like, wait, no, I do care. And I like, I do have opinions and I don't want to just be like the girl that's like, sure, do whatever you want. And I had like a lot of shitty experiences in college as most people do, but like I joined a sorority, ended up being president of that sorority. I'm still very, very close to like that group of girls in my life. Unfortunately, that is where I met this person. Oh, also, okay, okay. okay but... so this is where this is where the the story, the relationship begins. Okay. Yes, and it's, okay. it's crazy because he was one of the first people I lived in like a co-ed dorm, and his friends from high school lived down the hall from me, and were roommates with one of my friends from high school. So we all became friends, mm -hmm. and my sweet mate at the time got into like a very similar will they or won't they relationship with this kid and me and him were friends and I was like I don't get it like I don't understand what you see in him he's a fucking idiot and she was obsessed with him so for like two and a half years I was like what are you doing and then she got him cheated on him the whole time and now I, I like at the time I was like you're wrong but now I'm like no nah, I get it this guy's fucking sucks okay, you shouldn't okay. have cheated you shouldn't have cheated but sure. like I can sure. see now why you did and then I got out of like something and he got out of that relationship and we like spent a better part of a semester, like being each other's like person that you like lean on and hang out with. And then of course, one night we got drunk and had sex and that sure. was the beginning of the end. Okay. 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 So yes. you're still in college. You mm -hmm. hook up, you're an item now, I guess. Maybe Ew. it was even, it, it's so loaded. Cause like, so the beginning, this is a this makes me sound crazy but it's fine it, I you, up, if you only they, heard all of the shit that i said <laughs> on this <laughs> i okay. had like a huge crush on his roommate who was also my friend from freshman year but him and i had started like flirting and then he knew i had a crush on his roommate so they both met me out one night and they were like oh come back and smoke with us at our apartment which was always like okay i'm obviously i thought i was gonna hook up with the roommate so we get to back to their apartment we're smoking and then um he's never gonna hear this i don't care i'll say his name tony tony was like i can bleep it later if you change yeah it yeah i bleep yeah whatever <laughs> tony said to torson his roommate like hey meet me outside to smoke a cigarette because i don't smoke cigarettes and they were, i was like oh, all right cool like stayed and was like watching tv they were gone for 20 fucking minutes 
And then they came back. Torsen like angrily went to bed and then it was just me and Tony. And he, I was like, oh, I should go. Like I thought I was there for, you know. And he was like, no, 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 just stay. Like you're like, it's already really late, whatever. And I was like, sure, okay, I'll just like sleep on the couch. He's like, no, 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 sleep in my bed. And then like, okay, you know, find, I found out like a year later that that conversation they had on like outside was tony dibsing me so i wasn't like i didn't even start as a person i was a fucking dibs 11 years of my life started as a dibs i didn't even when you first said dibs just now i was like i don't know what that is what is that and then i'm like i didn't even know that that you can anybody dibs a a human you can you can dibs me without talking to me like a fucking like you're when you're trying to get the shotgun of a car or something like Mm -hmm. what the fuck I did end up sleeping with Torsten too later. But. Well, here's what I thought. I thought that this story was going to lead to a threesome. And so I was very on board uh, and excited for it. That uh, would have been more fun. <laughs> uh, okay. 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 So you do college. You both graduate? Or? No, he okay. didn't. So he, we spent the better part of like that. Because this happened junior year that year being like, I like you. I like you too, but I couldn't pop. He was like, I can't date. I just couldn't date you. I'm still dealing with like the trauma of being cheated on. And I was like, whatever. And then I went away to Greece for the summer. And when I came back and then being gone, I am very much a like distance makes Mm -hmm. the heart grow fonder person. I'm not like a, this makes me forget you. Mm -hmm. I realized like, no, I really like you and I want to try. So I like messaged him when I got back. And then he told me he wasn't going back to Iowa and then he had a girlfriend, which is important to the end of the story. Okay. 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 Because this girlfriend comes back. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. So he's where now? He is in Chicago. Okay. And I'm in Iowa. Okay. Got it. Okay. And he has this girlfriend. And so I was furious because I was like, I was gone for six weeks. And now you're like all of a sudden ready to date. And so we stopped talking. It was the first of many times of us stopped of us not talking and then that semester is like when i slept with torsen and then tony finds out gets furious with me which is like you have why you know right like you have, like, no, you have no girlfriend or whatever yeah and then so essentially like nothing really happens with us again because then he goes i'm moving to la okay and i was like okay like but at this point, it was there's so much like we didn't we hadn't hooked up again, but it was very much like uh, he was like a, he unfriended Torsen. He ended his friendship with Torsen because of me. He like it like would start inviting me places, but then been like I couldn't possibly hook up with you, and like it was just so weird. But it was clear like he was like playing mind games with me, but I was also like a drunk twenty two year old not understanding, and a fun fact about me like it takes me a really long time to process my feelings and understand them Mm. and it probably stems from the fact that like most of the men i've ever dated tell me that my feelings are wrong so i'm like they're probably wrong and it just Mm. takes me a really really long time so it took me like a year and a half to realize that like i had was like falling in love with this kid who's an idiot and so i text him and he just doesn't respond so i was like we're done. Like we'll never speak again. And I just like started to move on with my life. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. dating other people. And then he's in LA. I'm in Chicago. 
and I get a text message out of the blue from him after like a year or so of not talking. And it was just, he got a cat. And so clearly he had to text me. That was that text message. Of course it was. Of course. And basically like that text started my move to Los Angeles. Okay. Okay. But like that's still moving to LA was still in line with what did you like at that point? What, what did you see as your career path? Um, at that point I was taking like improv classes in Chicago and my best friend from college was living in Los Angeles. So it wasn't like fully for him that I moved because she was like, my lease is up in August, please come out here. I was kind of like drowning at home and I felt like I didn't really know what I was doing or what I wanted to do. And I just needed to get away, if that makes sense. I was just like, need to do something that isn't this, that's not like binge drinking with my friends all the time and like in a job I don't really like. And, And so I was like, okay. And like, I told him and he was like, oh my God, move here. And then I was like, okay, Heather, like I'm coming, I'll do it. And like, that is literally like, it was like that the decision was so quick and I moved out here, which is crazy. It'll be 10 years in August on such a whim of a decision. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you get here and what happens? Well, we immediately start sleeping together. Okay. Like, like immediately. Okay. And like being together in my mind, we're like together. We're going on like, we're not, they're never called dates, but like breakfast dates. We are sleeping together. Like I granted, I did not tell Heather cause Heather hated him from college. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> um, did like the red flags come up at that point yet? Or were they oh, just there like were so many that I, what, yeah. There were so many that I just like refused to look at. Mm. Um, God, this is some of it's embarrassing, but like whatever, it's my story and it is what it is. Like he never wanted to wear a condom, but like wouldn't pay for, uh, wouldn't pay for Plan B. What a piece! Of, what a piece of shit! I know. Also, I mean, like just fucking. Uh, don't even get me started on like fucking. I don't want to wear a condom. Yeah. I don't want to fucking fucking makes my dick hurt. It's like yeah, no, it doesn't. You fucking doesn't. idiot. Also, like if that's something you don't want to do, then like maybe I should be your only girlfriend and maybe like these are conversations we can have and not just like when you're about to like fuck me you know right right but he was so unwilling to like have those conversations with me but he clearly wanted me I was and looking back like the thing about Tony is he's very smart so he never narcissists usually are yeah. yeah And he's been in and out of therapy like his whole life. And so like I, looking back, I'm like, oh, you knew what you were doing. Like he never would fully say things to me like I'll kill myself if you leave. But he would be like, you're the only person making me happy. You're the only person I talk to. Or one time he literally was like, you're the only thing in my life that's making me not want to drive my car into a wall and die. Like things like that. And so at this point, in this point in his life, like he's not talking to his mom or any of his friends. I'm it. Like I'm the only How person. How did that make you feel? It stupidly enough at the time made me feel important. Like sure. I mattered to him. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, he's not talking to anybody but me. You know? Yeah. Like, Was he only like talking to you and like hooking up with you, or do we not know? I don't know. Okay. Um I, I don't know. And yeah, okay. The other thing which like I don't 
like about myself is like, be, well, actually, it's not terrible, but like I knew that he won't commit to me. So like I was dating, I was sleeping with other people, like I was doing things. Sure. Because he wouldn't date me, but like I did all of he that. He was like, I'm not going to date. I don't get it. He's already confusing me. He's like, yes. you're the only person I'm talking to. I'm going to fucking drive into a wall, but also not going to commit to you. But also you're the only one I'm talking to, but still yes. not going to do. Like, what the fuck? And also, like, oh God, one night I, like, this, a lot of, like, like, this, because this was, like, 2014 at this point. So, like, a while, it was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. He, like, I was, like, making him dinner one night. And he, like, came over and he's, like, you don't look sexy enough for me. And I was, like, bitch, you're at my apartment and I'm making you dinner. I just shouldn't Dude, have to. Dude. Uh... You'd always comment on my body and you always wanted, like, sexy pics. And it was, like he would only talk to me if I would do those things. And mm. like, looking back, I'm like, obviously like this man does not like, he likes my attention and he likes that like someone like me would love him, but he did not like me. Do you feel like, because I relate to a, a lot of the stuff you're saying, do you feel like a different person now than oh, you were then? Absolutely. Like, doesn't I it feel like another like, lifetime? Yes. And it's like, I... I think for me, like the hardest part now is like looking back on that girl and not being so mad at her because <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what, honey, what were we thinking? Mm -hmm. But at the time he conditioned me so well to be like, to like, cause he would like, at this point, there's so much other things that happened in college between the two of us, but like he would just pop in and out of my life whenever he wanted to. So like when he was there, I felt like I have to make it work this time. I can't do anything to upset him or he'll leave again. And it always felt like when he would leave or like just stop talking to me, it was, it was like a form of punishment until I was like willing to give him what he wanted, which is like my body. Like that was it. That's like mm. clearly all he ever wanted me for. And like, yeah. Do you feel like there's like, did you feel like you didn't want to get abandoned? Like, is, is, oh, is, absolutely. It, is it based around like an abandonment wound? Would you I say? Absolutely, yeah, I have a very anxious attachment style. So it. it would absolutely. And it was just like, I'm, I'm a people pleaser too. So I'm like, I want to be good enough. I want to be enough for you. And like, here's this guy telling me that like everybody abandons him. And I was like, I won't do that. I'm here. Mm. I'm your like strong, steady rock. And I like, it's like, if I'm just strong and steady enough, it'll it'll work itself out and I just kept being like what a wonderful story it'll be when it all works out and mm. I'm also very good at like not telling people the full story until I'm like fully out of it because it's like sure. I, my cat really likes to like just sit on my chest That's but I'm fine. like I would like to see you so okay that cat is so fucking cute um okay abandonment stuff Yes. Where do you think that comes from? God, you know, I really, I don't know. And like, I really, like. Like, is it I, abandonment? Or what are like, isn't there like, there's like four core wounds or something? Now I can't remember. I wanna, sorry. I want to look I, it up. Uh, no. no, you're fine. You don't have to apologize. But like abandonment's one. And then I'm going to look it up core wounds we got to figure i think it's also like part of me has always just wanted to be the one who was like chosen because i'm mm. i've always like even like the first guy 
like nothing ever happened with us in high school but it was like he would tell me he loved me after he would fuck other women but nobody mm. knew what he was talking to me about and i'm like i want to be the person that you choose i don't want to be this thing that you clearly want but you won't be with because of like society pressure to like not date fat women and like we aren't enough but clearly you're all attracted to me but you won't do anything about it and i'm so I, so here i was i was like getting this part of him that i always that i didn't get from like the high school person but like he wouldn't and i'm like well he's not ready to date he's still you know like yeah and, and i'm so good at making excuses for the people i love yeah we so I mean, good I think at that's it. pretty comment i mean i am also a people pleaser maybe it was like a validate would you say it was more like a fear of abandonment or more of like rejection rejection probably yeah. like yeah that that makes sense and i'm a, i have a hard well did i'm getting better like sticking up for myself and like i just think like he's a narcissist and he saw a people pleaser and was like here's a people pleaser with giant tits let me let me do what I want, you know? Well, yeah, I think from what I've read about narcissists, because I've read a handful of stuff, um, they usually go for people pleasers and also like very intelligent people because it feels more like a like a they conquered something more like a yes. conquest. Like if I could get this intelligent person, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, which I thought was very interesting. Yes. Uh, when did this when did the the tides turn? Like, when did you change your mind and start being like? Wait a second. This okay, isn't right. there's so many moments, but in um, like six years in, something like really, I'll you know I'll just tell the story. I don't care anymore. It makes all of us sound terrible, but it was like for me, like what I thought at the moment, like was the complete ending to this relationship. Relationship. So we had been spending the better part of this like year of me being in LA together. We'd hang out all the time, we'd go on dates, we'd talk every day, we'd have sex, we, to me, like, well, I guess we were in like a situationship is how people would say it nowadays. Sure. And then his friends, two of his friends were coming to visit for the weekend and I was friends with one of them too from college. And so I planned this like huge weekend for us. And um, we, one, like one night we had like, a, have you ever been to La Descarga? Yes. So it was like one night that we did. I That's was like, like, like on Western? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, we'll have like, everybody has to dress fancy. We'll have a huge pregame. I'll get like everybody here. And we went out, like there's like 10 of us. And like, I got my roommate who hates him to be like, okay, like, you know what? Things seem to be going well with you two. I'll give it a shot. All this stuff. We get wasted and we are straight up wasted. And his, so this was like the first time he, kissed me in public in front of people which was okay. i was like saw that as a sign like oh we're ready to move forward did not know at the time but then he also announced to the entire bar that his that his wish for every man is to get a blowjob from me and i was like that's look at the when i found that out like a few days later i was like oh my god but now i'm like no that is so embarrassing like why would you do that mm -hmm. and so we're again both of us hammered and then he comes back they all ever we all go back to my apartment and we're like stumbling outside and he asks if he could sleep in my bed and like be with me tonight. And I was like, of course. And we end up having sex six times, which is important to the end of this story. Okay. And then the next day, it was like a change. He just became a completely different person. And I was like, I don't understand what is happening. 
and we saw each other again but he like wouldn't really talk to me and i was like what the fuck is happening and then he didn't talk to me at all on sunday and then he texted me on monday and was like i my car was at his apartment but i like didn't end up sleeping there the rest of the weekend and he was like i'll come get you to get your car and i was like okay and then i was like what when we're there i was like what i don't understand what is happening between us and he's like you know i don't want to sleep with you anymore and i was like i don't know this what are you talking about and he starts like screaming at me and i just start sobbing and i get out of the car i get in my car and i drive away and i like wrote back i'm like you claim that we're like best friends but like you say these awful things to me and i don't understand like and then i was like i never want to speak to you again because you're clearly like trying to make me this like terrible human person and we didn't talk and i truly what? like it was it, he has since like taken back what he said and then he literally like said to me a couple of years ago like you'll never get over what i said that weekend when i wasn't on my meds but you're a comedian and you should get over it and you should be able to like find like realize that that was a joke and i was like no so many things that are like so don't make sense wrong yeah yeah fucked up yeah so we didn't speak and i like i took i took him off my phone i took him off of everything and i just was a shit show of a person for like a very long time and then 10 months later i get like a message request on uh facebook messenger from him and it's a like really long apology 10 months later we had not spoken a word to each other and then this apology was like i i said those things because i was off my meds and i was angry and you're and again it was like you're the only person that's ever cared about me and like i took like all my anger out on you and you mean the world to me and like all of these things and and then he was like you don't have to respond if you don't want to so i was like i'm not gonna respond like i don't have to respond if i don't want to I can, she always, when I'm like talking, when I get emotional, she gets like on top of me. Um, and then he started texting me every day. And I was like, you told me that you would leave me alone. Like, leave me alone. He's like, no, just like, basically it was like, please just come to one dinner, just one dinner. And I was like, fine, I'll go to one dinner. We end up going to a dinner, like a, a like communal dining place. So like we're at a table with other people. Okay. And I it's the first time I'd seen him in like over a year. Cause it like took me a long time to be convinced to go to this dinner. And he's sitting there like apologizing to me and like telling me that he wants to spend the rest of his life with me. And I just was like, you destroyed me. Like you said awful things to me that I don't think I'll ever get over. Like said something so awful to me just to like hurt me. And to make me feel gross and awful and like and something i would never do and um and then i just was like i left i couldn't be at this dinner anymore and i like left and i was just like sobbing and then and then he just like texted would not stop leaving me alone and just had every God day damn like, it. like i'm so sorry you mean the world to me if in a perfect world i'd wake up every day next to you like all of these things that like I was all I've ever wanted to hear from him. And then on a particularly low night, sure. I finally texted him back and he came over and we hooked up again. And then as the end of this, he was like, so I basically like, I, I wanted to reach back out to you because I'm leaving LA. And I was like, of course, what? of course, what? of course. 
Mm-hmm. And then... Um, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, I'm moving to Las Vegas. I was like, okay. Dude, this person is so selfish. Oh, um, the most selfish person in the entire fucking world. Uh, how? It gets so much worse because we're no not... Now way. we're like... Now we're like seven years in or something. So he goes to Vegas and then he gets, he, and he's texting me all the time in Vegas. And and then he gets this girlfriend. So I was like, you have a girlfriend, like leave me alone. And then of course he like starts texting me again after a few months of being with this girl. And then he's like, my girlfriend hates you. And I was like, I don't know why she would. We don't speak. I've never met her. And he's like, well, I showed her a picture of you and said that you were my best friend. And then she knew that like you're my type. So now she hates you. And I was like, why are you telling, why are you showing pictures of me? I'm like, why are you telling me this? Like, what are you doing? And then he finally admitted, he was like, well, she doesn't give me the love that I want. And so I'm looking for attention in other places. And I was like, I'm not it. Like, I'm not this person you can like give this attention to. And like, at this point I was like falling in love with somebody else and like really trying to like be better. At this point, are you, have you gone to therapy yet? Cause I know no, you said no, you're no, in no. therapy now. Okay. okay I have okay. not. Cause like, so you're a raw I, dog in life right now. I am. And I had no okay. idea how fucked up I was. And then you don't know until you know, you know, you don't know until you know. And then we got into like another a fight about that. I was like, you can't just like jump into my life when you want to jump into my life, you know? And he was like, blah, blah, blah. And whatever. And he just stopped talking to me. I like, just didn't hear from him for a really maybe like a little over a year and okay. then I and you didn't have the you didn't you weren't texting him either you were just like no okay okay no because I when he doesn't respond to me like once or twice like I know he's punishing me and so I'm like a beginning of this relationship whatever we were doing I fell for it and I like would try so hard. I was like, yeah. talk to me, I'll send you pictures of my, like, I'll do whatever right. now. Yeah. I'm starting to understand like that. I was like, whatever, like it is what it is. And I, I attribute a lot of this to like meeting, I think the only person I've ever like truly loved with like every part of my body. And I'm like, okay, like <laughs> this is wrong. This is different. Um, Sometimes it takes getting loved correctly. Oh, I don't even know if that person real. loved me correctly, but if I loved him in a way that I did not love Tony, Got I loved it. him in a way where like the thought of him with somebody else like made me sad. But I was like, if he's happy, I'm happy. Okay, okay. Like I'm never, you know, and I still feel this way about this person. Um, and then he saw tony saw that i was in the midwest in 2018 which is that this begins this is like the beginning of the end of everything and so he texts me and was like are you still in the midwest and i i said yes so i was in town for my best friend's wedding and i was like yeah but i'm on like wedding duty this weekend he was like i really want to see you and i was like i'm in town for wedding duty like i literally don't have like much time to hang out and he was like, I don't care, whatever. And so he ends up meeting me at my hotel. And this is, we hadn't seen each other in a good two years. He meets okay. me at my hotel. And we uh, obviously have sex, but it was maybe like the most emotional sex we've ever had. Mm. And it, I, it like felt like something. But again, here, here it is. He's sober and I'm wasted. As he knows, I'm at my best friend's wedding. Right. And so then after this, he's trying to be like, I miss you so much. I want to talk about us. I want to talk about the future. I want to do all these things. 
And I said, I'm too drunk to talk about this. Like, I can't like spend the night. We'll get breakfast in the morning. He was like, no, leaves the hotel. Doesn't answer my text messages for at least two to three weeks. And it's fine. And I'm like, we've been doing this thing now at this point was like nine years. I was like, we've been going back and forth for nine years. Like, like what happened the other night? Like we should talk about it. And he like, wouldn't talk to me. So then I come home nine months later back to Chicago and I text him. I was like, I want to talk about what happened. Can we hang out? And he said, yeah, I really, I'd really like to see you. And I was like, okay. And he's on his way to come see me. And he tells me I'm engaged. And I was like, what? So remember the girlfriend he got in college, he proposed to her two months after sleeping with me and telling me he wanted to spend the rest of his life with me. Wait, when did he propose? I'm so confused. Yes, me too. So he convinced me that the two of them got back together shortly after he slept with me. At, At your friend's wedding? Yes. Okay. And it was a whirlwind romance and he proposed to her in November. So this is the story I know. And I'm like, you know what? They have also, maybe they, maybe he's been doing to her what he's been doing to me. And then in that case, like I would understand if they got engaged in three months, whatever. And then we get into this huge fight because he wouldn't, he also wouldn't tell me it was her. He was just like, I'm engaged. The name of my partner doesn't matter. And I was like, it does. When like you slept with me, yes, like less than a year ago. And you slept with me and like you said things to me that like are not okay to say to someone when you're about to propose to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And we get this like huge fight. He said, well, you just never loved me enough and you'll never get over. Jesus Christ. No one can love him enough because he doesn't love him enough. Yes. And then he was like, um, you'll never get over like that weekend in California, which is like what we talk about, how we label the terrible things he said to me. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, he also called me a whore and a slut who ruined his life. Um, all the wonderful things. What made and, you like want to keep him in your life for as long as you did, do you think? Um, I think I'm a, I'm pretty forgiving. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you weren't, you weren't on your medication and you, you've learned and like, I also like go back, like he was a really good friend. Like I was going through like letting go of the person who like was my first everything. Like the first person I ever had sex with, the first person like puppy love, all those things. And he was like such a good friend to me in those moments. So it's like really hard to like reconcile with the fact that like he's not that person. And looking back, I'm like, did you only do all that to get into my pants? Yeah, the thing about narcissists is, like, it's so hard to know what's real and what's not, you know? And so it's like they really give you just enough to keep Mm -hmm. you, like, hanging on, you know? Yeah, and then it gets – here's the – so now we're now we're in crazy You're like, it gets worse. It gets worse. It does. It does get – it does get worse. Um, So (laughs) – so we get in this huge fight and then I I ask a mutual friend of ours, like, will you find out who he's engaged to? And she's like, I got this girl. She came back like literally two hours later. She's like, some some girl, I'm not going to say her name yeah, because sure. whatever, yeah. some girl named Blank. I was like, I fucking knew it. And I went back to him and I was like, you would be engaged to her. And like, how fucked up is it that you can't tell me her name? Like, how are you? Like, I can't believe you're in this relationship also, with her, but poor, you can't even tell. Poor that girl. Yes. Too. She hates me, but whatever. 
makes well, sense. I'm makes sure sense. she only hates you because he told her lies about you. you yes. Know I mean? Like that's what narcissists do. Exactly. They triangulate. Triangulation, baby. Yes. Um, and so he, uh, so we get this huge fight and I'm just like, I'm so at this point I am in therapy. Okay. What made am, you want to go into therapy? That person I said I loved, I lost them and I okay. could, I could not move past it. And so I was like, this is not healthy. I need like I need to figure like shit out. I need to like learn to let go and like do all these mm, things mm. and like not be in one-sided relationships anymore. So, and my therapist knows about Tony and she knows about the other guy too. And I, she's, so where I'm like in therapy and I tell her like, you're never gonna guess what happened to me this weekend. And she's like, what the fuck? Cause she's like, he's engaged, he's this, this is insane. And so she makes me do like sand work where like I just like play with sand with my hands and I just like freely talk out loud. So like oh, that's cool. what we're doing. It was really cool. And we get to the end of the session and I'm like, it should, why, why didn't he propose to me? And she's like, whoa, that is not what I was expecting you to say. And I was like, that wasn't what I was expecting to say either. And so she's like, he made such a big deal out of the fact that like, because I could never tell him why I loved him, it must mean I didn't love him. But words of affirmations are not my love language. I, they make me uncomfortable. I'm not mm. good at them. And I was like, if that's why I kept being like, if that's what you needed, why couldn't you tell me that? And I would have tried, but like, I'm much more an acts of service person. Like you call me in the middle of the night, I'm, I'm there. You need something. I'm there. I'm, I like, or like gifts and things like those are my and quality time. If I give you my time and I do like any nice thing for you, you have like, that's just, that's what I do. And I kept being like, I don't know how else I could have showed you. I like did everything that like, I know how to do in my power to show you that I loved you. And I'm like, and so she was like, maybe if you really think, and it, she's like, do this for you and not for him, but like write down why you loved him, let him know. And then just say like, I'm done. Like a good, I hope you have a happy life. Yeah. So that is what I did. And he didn't respond and I was like, it's fine. And then. I thought it was just like done and this was just this thing I'm gonna like mourn and it's gonna be okay and like he's in this relationship and I'm figuring my shit out over here six months later I get a text message from him saying the wedding is off and I was like why are you telling me like I don't know what you want me to say and he was like I just thought you'd want to know and I was like no like I don't like what a selfish I god it gets, so mad. it gets worse dude <laughs> it gets worse <sighs> and so then he um I was I was like I don't want to know and I'm not happy like I'm not a terrible person if you were really happy with this girl like then I wanted you to be happy and and then he was like well what if it was like always meant to be us and I was like was it like did you love me like I loved you because he was like well I don't know because I never thought you loved me and I was like okay but like what do you what do you mean he was like let's just talk about it and so we decided to do like a dinner well I was this cat she's so cute but I cannot right now um I was like okay let's do dinner while I'm home for the holidays and we like sat at this like dinner and I told him like everything that like upset me and he told me everything that like upset him and we decided to like figure out how we feel apart from each other in order to hopefully like get back together and like finally make 10 years like worth it mm. so that was december 2019 okay and i was like okay then like we shouldn't talk we had this like beautiful moment where we like kissed in the parking lot and we 
said how much we care about each other and we went our separate ways. His birthday's February. So I broke no contact on his birthday to say happy birthday. And he broke the news to me that he was back with her. Oh my God. And I lost my mind. I was like, what the fuck was that dinner? And he was like, how am I supposed to know how I feel about you if I don't know how I feel about her? And I was like, that doesn't make fucking sense to me. Like, why are you with her if you're still trying to figure out how you feel about me? Why are you, why are you with anybody? You shouldn't be like, they were living together at this point. I was like, you shouldn't be living with somebody else if you're, if you literally a month ago told me that like you were going to we were going to figure out how we feel so we can make our way back to each other. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And we get into, it was like a three week fight and we're screaming at each other. And then he like tells me one night that he's like not happy. And I was like, neither am I, but this is your fault. And again, and I thought, okay, this is like done. And then the pandemic hits. Oh, fuck. (sighs) This cat. She's so cute, but she's in my way. (laughs) Um, and March of 2020, he asks me if I am going to a mutual friend's wedding. And I was like, bitch, we're in the middle of a pandemic and I didn't get an invite. So I don't know why you're asking me this question. Like, I told you not to talk to me until you figure out how you felt about me. And he's like, I'm just asking a question. I was like, no, you're not. Like, I know what you're doing. And he's like, no, I am. And then he just started to text me all the time. And the texting led to like, I'm going to move back to LA for you. Like, the text and it just it felt like okay i was like are you serious about this like although like you know this something is this something like that would really happen he's like i do miss socal like all these things and like then we started talking all the time and i it felt like for the first time in a really long time that like we were like figuring it out i can't I, she just knows when i'm emotional and she like needs to be there it's very sweet but her face is so funny i I know mad as fuck she (laughs) is she's so mad she's like "Mm." Uh, (laughs) and so for like six months we like sex send videos talk every day like like in like talk not just like do all that stuff and so i was like and then we made this plan so when we realized this pandemic was not a month or two it's gonna be a long thing i was like I wanted to go home and be with my parents for the holidays, but I couldn't do that without like packing up my whole life and like going home for a few months to like do it safely. So our plan was that he was supposed to fly to LA and then we would road trip from LA to Chicago with my cats. And, and then I would split time between like him and my parents. Okay. And so I started like mapping our road trip, finding places to go, like kind of like loosely. And the the thing is, the only person in my life that knows that this is happening is my therapist. Okay. I didn't tell any of my friends, but it's a rule I have myself. If I have to be honest with anybody, it should be my therapist. Yeah. Um, and so like when I finally go like, okay, are you going to buy your ticket? Like I'm figuring out like where we're going to go. And he was like, uh blank her name found out that i or there's a rumor going around that i cheated on blank during our entire engagement and you're the only other person i slept with who did you tell and i was like wait 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 you told me that you guys like weren't together yet when you slept with me and he was like the timeline of my relationship doesn't matter i was like it does when you put me in the middle of it and you fucked me in the middle of your relationship with her and he was like we were on a break and i was like 
did you literally get into a fight with her come to my hotel fuck me and then go back to her and he's like that's not what happened and then he and then he starts screaming at me he's like you tell everybody everything and like my reputation's on the line now and i was like you Your did rep- this no one fucking knows who you are buddy yes i was like you know you you did this i didn't know you two were together if i would have known i wouldn't have done it yeah this was like eight years in at this point or nine years i was like i'm not stupid anymore and then I'm like talking about this in therapy and she's just as like, do you really like think about your future with him? What does it look like? And I was like, this. And she was like, is that what you want? And she, I was like, no. And so I just told him, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I blocked him and that is the <gasps> end of that. Dude, how did you, okay. So why, what do you attribute being able to block him? Um, you know, like, because yeah. like you could have before, but like uh, yeah. you, you finally did. Like, what do you attribute that to? Because that's fucking cool yeah. that you did. And it's been like we're going on a third year of me blocking him and us not speaking. Hell yeah. Um, I just, I think like some, I, I don't know. It takes sometimes. It, I guess it takes me a long time to process my feelings and a long time for me to like understand what's really happening in moments, but. I think I just kind of realized like this is who he is as a person and this will never change. Oh, sorry. My I turn Sorry. Um and I just like realized I was like this is what our relationship will always look like cuz this is what I have been okay with the whole time. Like there was never a moment where and when I did fight for myself, we would stop talking. And so if I didn't placate to how he wanted me to be, it wouldn't have worked like and i just was like and i did like i even like looking back like i don't know i think he nailed it right on the head like i don't know if i ever loved him i think i was manipulated into like thinking he was a better person and like those highs and those lows from that relationship were such like they were you know like those Mm -hmm. high highs are so high and those lows Mm -hmm. they're addictive and like i did i did fall like fully fall in love with somebody else and yes like that didn't work but like the love I felt for that person felt so much kinder and gentler than the like even my therapist was like when you talk about Tony I don't feel love but when you talk about this other person Mm -hmm. the room like fills up with love and I was like yeah it felt different and I was like that that's a feeling I want again and that's a feeling I'm willing to like work for again but like this like I truly think I look at him now and I just like he's the devil and then it it like to be fair when I blocked him in 2020 I didn't necessarily think it was like the real end until like we really didn't speak and like it, he couldn't have like made his way back because I blocked all of his avenues to like sweet talk me into going back to him and then I was like oh I started to like get back into reading and like reading all these like dumb books about like just dumb things and I was like wait and so I remember being on like on like a phone call with my therapist being like was this an emotionally abusive relationship she's like oh yeah and I was like we could have labeled it a little earlier yeah yeah that's like still though so big to like do that after all of this like emotional abuse manipulation lying (laughs) all the things that narcissists do and narcissists love to like make you confused about what reality is yeah he was so good at like so a big thing that happened in college was like 
he didn't want to tell our friends that we slept together, which is crazy because I was like, we have the same group Why? of friends, right? And then Torsen was wasted one night and was like, Tony doesn't want people to know because he's embarrassed that he slept with you. And all my sorority sisters were there when they heard that. So Tony blames me for my sorority sisters hating him, but they were all there for that moment. And, and he, he always does this. He was like, you tell everybody your business. You tell everybody this. You've ruined my reputation so many times. And nah, dude, mind, you did. Yes. I'm like, no, your actions did. But like, I was so like, I was like, no, you're right. I, I need to be quiet. I need to do, but I'm also like, yeah. no, like you, you did all of these things and like whether or not you were like embarrassed and like looking back i do think like we so one of the like stops and we both have a lot of friends in des moines iowa and some of his friends are also my friends and so part of the like road trip that we were gonna plan was to stop in des moines iowa and like see people like on our way home and he was like did you tell our friend blank that i'm coming and i was like well no like he's your friend like don't you think this news should come from you and not from me he's like oh well uh and so he never told him and I was like of course you didn't like yeah and I'm like I don't know I'm so I get into a lot of those situations where it's like nobody knows how long this has been going on because you don't you don't want people to know and I'm like what what about me makes you not want people to know do you know what I mean because like your friends love me how about five or six of your friends have tried to fuck me only one of them has succeeded but like what's what's so wrong with me if you can all want to have sex with me but none of you want to date me like and i just yeah. i don't know i it also came to he will tony never loved me he'll never love me i don't know if he's capable of loving anybody to be honest but then i find out so basically now he like lives in this house that his mom and dad bought him with like a 24 year old girlfriend that he's had for now going on three years because they met the summer he decided he, they met right around the time he picked his fight with me. And I was like, you met a fucking 22 year old girl coming out of college, working for your mother and decided to date her instead of me. And you didn't know what to do and you didn't want. And so you picked this fight with me thinking, let me pick this fight with you. You'll go away for a little bit until I'm ready to have you come back. Yeah. And I and instead I was just like, I'm done. Dude, so proud of you for Thank fucking. You. Do, all, all of it for healing for choosing yourself for so you know hard I mean? that's so hard yes. so fucking hard and the like thing, oh, yeah go ahead no, no you it's go. Just like the I feel like the hardest part was like all my friends were fucking sick of it too so it's like by the end by like 2018 like nobody knew what was happening anymore because like everybody and for good reasons they were fucking sick of listening to like the tony cara saga that like and so I only had my therapist to talk about Dude, it with. The narcissist love to also cut you off from like all of your oh, yeah. friends or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's off. I, I have a parent who's a narcissist. So like mm. having to like, Ugh. the only thing that really ultimately, well, you know, I, I guess it's a series of trying to heal myself. But the big one was starting to go to CODA, Codependence Anonymous. Oh. And it was the thing that I was, I, I finally was like, oh my God, I'm codependent. And oh, how do I heal this thing? And just so many things changed after that. And after CODA, I started uh, AA. And so then I I haven't been, I haven't drank in 13 months. Congratulations. So, thanks. So it's like, you don't know until you know. But like good yeah. on you for fucking 
figuring it out and putting yourself first because you're a wonderful, incredible person. You know what Thank I mean? You. Yes. It was, it, it's also like, there's so, the story is wild too, which is like, now it's like fun to kind of tell people they're like, sure. especially I, I just started like, it was 10 years on and off. Let's just cut to him proposing to somebody else. You know, like, let's cut yeah, to that part. Yeah. I'm sure because everyone's like, oh, oh, what? Like, yeah, that's fucking roller coaster, man. Uh, really just is. listening to it. So being in it, yeah. you know, your nervous system is all over the fucking place. Yeah. And at this point, like, I don't remember the good times anymore. So it's like when people hear the story, they keep being like, how were you in this for so long? It was like, I literally have no recollection of being happy in this. But like, I know there were moments where I really, really was like, there were moments when I did think I loved him and there were moments that like were really fun and like worth some of the like turmoil, but like it really should have ended like that weekend in California should have been like the end. And I don't, if I could go back in time, I would not have ever let him speak to me again. Well, it's, you know? it's, yeah, it's hindsight is 2020 baby. Yeah. Uh, so many things that I wish I would have done differently, but you so can only hard. do what you have, what you're equipped to do, you know, yeah. until you get the skills or the confidence or whatever the thing is that is going to help you, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you could, as we're wrapping up and I wish we could keep talking, we're already at an hour. <laughs> oh my God. Fucking whirlwind of a ride. Uh, if you could give a piece of advice to someone who is experiencing what you experienced, what would you tell them? It's so funny because I think about this all the time. Like I have these like daydreams that I run into him and his child bride. And I just look at her and I would, I, I just run, honey, run. And like, know that like, it is being alone is so much better than being with somebody like him and being alone is not it's the thing that you're probably most scared of and it's the least scary thing in the world like truly being alone and being happy with yourself is so much better than dealing with anyone who cannot respect you and who doesn't love you and that's the thing is like he never loved me he loved that i loved him but he did not love me that's a narcissist and for like, you. And it's so hard because like the highs are really high, but the lows are so, so low. And it's like life is so much better at this, at just like base level mm, of like yeah. normal and like being alone really isn't scary. And it's so much better. It's going to take me a whole lot to get to to meet someone that makes being alone seem worse than being with them. Oh, yeah, man, I totally get that uh yeah well thank you for sharing this um I haven't it's nice to talk to someone (laughs) it's nice to talk to to someone who's experienced narcissistic abuse like I have Uh, I don't mean it in that way but like it was so fun it was so fun to like talk about how narcissists are awful to us um but it does make you feel less alone and I know that when I was you know when I had a parent too it was like I just felt so stupid. Like, why didn't I see this sooner? Yes. Also, you know? like, emotional abuse is so different than, like, physical abuse. Because physical abuse is also, you can explain it away. But, like, it's physically happening. So, you can't. Yeah. You, and, like, God, the amount of the times that Tony was like, you're remembering that wrong. Or, or like, yeah. what, I would never say that. Or that's not like, what and happened. And then you're like, wait, am I? 
And then I, I have screenshots. I, I literally, one time he was like, you're putting words in my mouth. And I screenshot, I was like, and I highlighted what he said. I was like, this is exactly so. He's like, that's not what I meant. And I was like, yeah, exactly. it's what you You're never going to win. You're never no. going to win. That's not what I meant. Da, 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 da. I was in the state of mind, but whatever, I you mean, know? Like, I, and I have such a hard time thinking that like people are like, that I think that's like that was a big thing is it's like I don't want to think that you're this person and I don't want to think that like you're purposely doing this maliciously to hurt me but like you are like you get off on the fact that like someone and I know all this about myself like I am very giving and I'm very loving and I'm trusting and so you get off on the fact that like a quote-unquote good person really fucking loves you it makes you feel better but I feel awful Yep. Like, and I miss, I was miserable, just absolutely miserable with him. And just like, if he didn't text me back, I was like, what's happening? And again, that's also like my anxious attachment style. But like most of the times when he wasn't texting me back, it was a form of punishment. And it's really fucked with me because like the only other, the other guy I really loved, like is very avoidant, but he's not narcissistic, but it's, so it's like, he just like needs his space to like figure shit out and then he'll come back and he'll like he would talk to me about like i can't i can't handle that like two days of space because in my mind you're punishing me yeah because that's what i'm used to and anytime i've tried to date like a few times in september of 2020 and let me tell you i uh, failed miserably it is too hard it's so hard yeah man uh i i feel you uh well, I just, not that you need fucking, who am I? You don't need my praise or approval or whatever, but I would love. I it. am very <laughs> proud of, of everything that you have worked on, accomplished the person that you are based on Thank everything you. that you've said, um, because that's not an easy feat. And a lot of people get married to this person and spend the rest of their lives dealing yeah. with this. So the I fact think, that you got out of that is like yeah. huge. Well, it also like destroyed me in the moment being like, you're willing to propose to somebody else while keeping me on the hook for 10 years. And that was like a really big moment for me too. And I was like, I thought he would never even like make that step with someone. So to know that he is capable of doing it, it just wasn't for me, was like a huge thing for me too. Cause I was like, oh, you, are capable of all these things I never thought you were. You just refused to do them for me. No, nah, it's because you're smarter than that other person. Yeah, but you know? at the time I didn't see. At the of time course. it felt like it, this is a me issue, not a you issue. Of course. And I'm sure he made it for you feel like that too but oh um, yeah it's like yeah no you're too strong smart of a person you know he he needs somebody weaker and not to talk shit about this other person but you know yeah. what I mean like yeah someone that he can control easier yes and I think that's probably why he's dating this like young I one, called her Chuck one thousand percent yeah and I'm like oh because like you started manipulating me at that age and like you kept me for 11 years so like yep. of course this is what you're doing and so to her, I hope I hope she like knows that I exist and like creeps on me and we'll see this and we'll listen to this podcast or something and I'm like, honey, run. Yeah. Your life will be so much better. You deserve so much better. And like, I mean, granted, like they're fully together in a way that like him and I weren't, but like I can't imagine he's kind to her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because like, he's not a kind person. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I wish the best for anybody who is experiencing the abuse of a narcissist or just in general. Um, and it doesn't get better, y'all. It doesn't. No, but you can, if you're looking for a resource, Coda is fantastic. Uh, you can yes. just Google Codependence Anonymous. Anybody who's listening and needs some support, uh, super. They're super great. There's online meetings. There's meetings in person. I'm not supposed to promote it. Uh, it's like one of the things about yeah. AA and Coda, but. 
I have a podcast where I feel like a responsibility to put resources out there. No, so. I'm like, maybe I'll go look because like clearly like that, you know, it's it's huge. And I don't know. I want to get to a place where I, I do feel comfortable and strong enough to like date again. And I do want to like be in love and be this like person that and be with somebody that I've always like wanted to be with. But yeah, I feel like my therapist yeah. keeps saying like sometimes you have to like the best way to like heal through some of those triggers is to like be in a healthy relationship. It is true. That is but true. It is but true. It's but hard. I, I did date like one other person like in 2021 and it, it was so similar that I was like, I'm clearly still attracting the same type of person yeah. and I don't want that. So it's like, I need to fix, I need to fix myself. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for a resource, you or anybody who's listening, code is great. Uh, and yeah. Thank you again for Thank chatting you. with me. Um, I really what appreciate a heavy you giving your time. Dude, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> it's that is what this podcast is. Like you gotta go through it to get to the other side. Yes. You know? Uh so I appreciate you sharing all of this with me and um with us and uh yeah th- just thank you for giving me an hour of your time and your soul thank and your spirit. You. Thank you for inviting me. This was so nice. That was comedian Kara Myers. You can follow her at her socials which are linked in the episode notes below. Thanks for listening. New episodes every Thursday.